0: Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important statewide issue that affects you. I'm Shayna Roth, and this week I'm joined by Capitol reporter from my old stomping grounds, the Michigan Public Radio Network, Colin Jackson. Colin, welcome back to Mishmash.
1: Thanks for having me, Shayna.
0: So the legislature is back, and it looks very different than it has the last few, we'll just say, decades. Colin, the first session days with Democrats in charge happened this week. What is the big takeaway? for how this first day went?
1: I mean, the first day pretty much went as expected. I was in the House, so I didn't really get to see a lot of the Senate proceedings, but in the House, the biggest surprise was there was a group of eight Republicans, uh, the the House Freedom Caucus, uh, that voted against pretty much every resolution that was on the board. That includes the nomination of uh, Representative Joe Tate as House Speaker. Uh, That includes even uh, confirming his pick for a House Clerk some of the concerns they had there and why they did this was based around the house rules and they released a press release earlier saying they were going to going to oppose saying they were concerned that the speaker was going to get too much power uh so that was one takeaway just that instant opposition right away from a small group of republicans and then another big thing was uh representative andrew Bueller, a republican uh he wanted to introduce the first bill of the legislative session typically that's done by the speaker or the speaker gets to decide the, the majority party at least gets to decide what the first bill is going to be um he spent the night in the capitol uh and was circumvented and very upset to find out that he would not be introducing the first bill of the legislative session. So, little tips here and there. Um, whether or not that's something of substance remains to be seen, but that's what we've seen so far.
0: And in the Mishmash podcast, which you can get wherever you get your podcast, we're going to get more into the chaos that went on with a lawmaker staying the night at the Capitol. But talk us through right now what are some of the bills that did drop? These can. Tend to sort of signal the party's priorities for the year. So, what are we looking at?
1: So, for the Democrats' first bills of the year, um, there's around six priorities that they really pushed, uh, and these are bipart. These are efforts between both chambers. Some of them. And none of these should be of particular surprise. For example, uh, the bill to expand the Earned Income Tax Credit, that's a tax credit for low and middle income earners. Uh, A repeal of Michigan's 1931 abortion ban that's no longer enforceable anyways because of a constitutional amendment we just had. Uh, An effort to expand the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act to include uh, protections for sexual and gender identity. That's something Democrats have wanted for a while, that Republicans have been hesitant to support en masse uh there is a bill to repeal uh michigan's right to work policy that require that bans the that bans union employers or that bans union dues from becoming a condition of employment it's always hard to describe that one uh So some of those things, like I said, are pretty much on par with what we expected. The order and how quickly Democrats were going to move on those was still kind of up in the air. People were waiting to see. And we're still not sure exactly how quickly some of these things will move. But those are the things that Democrats introduced so far.
0: Let's get back to what I'm thinking of as being the high school drama that took place at the state capitol. So you had a lawmaker that spent the night in an attempt to make sure that his bill got that number one or number two designation, and then he didn't get his way. Walk us through like what happened, what bill was he trying to get as the number one, and the Democratic reaction to this.
1: So, essentially, it is how it sounded. Uh, Representative Bueller stayed the night in the Capitol. uh, He had planned to drop off his bill first in line as soon as he could. Uh, And then there were some issues in terms of whether or not uh, Speaker Tate was able to jump ahead in line. Republicans are accusing Tate of abusing the powers of Speaker to jump ahead in line. During a press conference later that afternoon, uh, Minority Leader Matt Hall uh, told reporters he believed the most... Organized party should be the one that got their bill in first and his and he said in recent history uh, That that has been Republicans who have introduced House Bill 4001 the first House bill of the session Um, It should be noted that in recent history Republicans have done that because they've had control of the legislature. Exactly Uh, Exactly. Yeah, so the first bill in both chambers for the senate um and the house that democrats introduced was their plan to repeal the um retirement and pension taxes and republicans have been critical of this plan saying it mainly benefits uh retired public employees so the bill representative Bueller was trying to introduce was his own counter to that and Republic- the house republican counter to that which would have applied tax cuts, um, $40,000 for single income filers, $80,000 for joint filers uh, for those 67 and older, uh, from those age 62 to 66, there were different tax cuts there. So Republicans are trying to say their plan would better benefit retirees and seniors than the Democratic plan. But that was really the, uh, the two bills that were really at odds there.
0: Is this a sign of future pettiness and squabbling to come? Or is everyone seeming to kind of move on swiftly from this instance? I guess, does this foretell uh, a very contentious session?
1: Whether or not it's going to be a very contentious session, I still don't quite know. That remains to be seen. I don't think we're immediately done with this current kind of setting the social order type of drama that we've seen play out a little bit. For example, committee assignments came out yesterday, and Republicans are accusing Democrats of not honoring their committee recommendations. Uh, Representative Beeler, who tried to s- introduce the first House bill ahead of Speaker Tate, uh, he was only assigned to be part of the Joint Committee on Administrative Rules. And that's not really, it, it's influential, but it's not really a power committee in the House. Uh, it's something that more deals with a check on the administration than checks and balances. Uh, the representatives who voted against Tate for speakership, um, they got few committee assignments as well. And Republicans are accusing Democrats of playing partisan games. Now, for the Democratic side, a spokesperson for Speaker Tate says, quote, Committee is a forum for respectful debate and discussion, and some representatives made clear they are most focused on partisan games and division. So it seems like we may not be officially done with kind of the Immediate squabbles, but at the end of the day, Democrats have a 56-54 majority in the chamber. Two of their members are considering running for mayoral races, so there's a lot of incentive for both parties to work together here. And also, both parties are still talking about bipartisanship in these broad statements. You know, Minority Leader Hall was the one who seconded the nomination for Speaker Tate as Speaker, and they. He, they talk about having a friendship and a good relationship they had their first quadrant meeting of all four uh leaders of the legislature republican and uh democratic leaders and the governor yesterday so we'll see what happens from this
0: what are some of the areas where they seem to be saying that they can find that common ground that there will be that bipartisanship have they sort of given any specifics on that
1: one of the first ones, and this one shouldn't really be a surprise, is the earned income tax credit uh the expansion of it, just because that's something that Republican Senator Wayne Schmidt last session had heavily pushed in the final days of the session. It just didn't get across the finish line. The Republican and Democratic bills look very similar with a few differences here and there. Um, for example, in the House, both the Republican and uh, Senate, both the Republican and Democratic proposal would increase Michigan's earned income tax credit to 20% of the federal rate. Um, the only difference really there is the Republican bill will be retroactive to make it so people filing their taxes this current year could apply that. Um, Democrats say they're open to that idea. In the Senate, Democrats want a little bit higher percentage, up to 30%. But once again, there's always room for negotiation. And even the governor and lieutenant governor are saying that they fully expect bills to be negotiated as they go forward.
0: Now that we're really off and running, how different is the sort of day-to-day operations of the Capitol looking? Are they going to be busier because Democrats hold all three chambers for the first time in decades and they're looking to get a lot done before anything changes? Or would you not even know that there was a new party in power except for what the bills being passed around are about?
1: It's hard to say because we're only two days really into the session. The first day was the swearing in day, so everyone had their families around. The it was kind of hard to even keep track of where people were sitting. Uh, yesterday's sitting is different. I mean, in the Senate side, uh, the Democrats took the other side of the chamber closer to their caucus room. So that's really insider if you've ever been in that Senate chamber. Uh, it's just interesting seeing different lawmakers sitting on a different side of the aisle. Uh, in the House, I mean, things more or less appear the same. It's too early to really say what's going to be different as far as that goes. One thing that could be something to watch in the future is the frequency of which uh, lawmakers meet. Um, last year, specifically, uh, Democrats had a lot of criticism for Republican leadership for not meeting as, not meeting as often as they could, especially in the final stretch of the legislative session. Um, that was also an election year, so that could be part of it as well. So we'll see how Democrats handle this.
0: One of the big things that comes with having a new party in power, or even just a new session in general, is the committees. And in some cases in the past, there has been speakers and Senate majority leaders who have created new committee assignments created new committees or sort of changed how the committees work. Is there any discussion right now of what the committees are going to be looking like this upcoming year?
1: Yeah. So on the Senate side, Democrats did make a few changes. For example, they got rid of the Advice and Consent Committee and folded that into government operations uh the judiciary and public safety committee became the civil rights judiciary and public safety committee democrats reorganized the amount of members that sit on some of these committees Uh, for example the what used to be last session education and career readiness that was a six-member committee is now a seven-member committee uh, and it's also now just the committee on education Um, elections became elections and ethics and democrats double the number of members on that committee. So it's changes here and there um, so far that we've seen. And it kind of shows the focus of the party and where some of their uh, ideas are.
0: So we've heard about a few of the big topics that are going to be coming up uh, within the next few weeks and months that the Democrats and Republicans are going to be focusing on. Any other interesting bills either being uh, introduced or that you're hearing whispers about that people should maybe keep an ear out for?
1: Yeah, so the Democrats sent out their their uh, big press release about the first few bills, bills they introduced, but yesterday there were other bills that still got read into session at the end of the day. Um, one of them is from Senator Jeremy Moss uh, that would move up Michigan's presidential primary bill uh, primary, and that's something that immediately got assigned to the committee of the whole, which is basically jargon for saying that's possibly going to skip the committee process and go straight to the full sent for the full chamber to vote on and this is something that had been brought up once again last session and there have been some heavy discussions about it last session um even at the democratic national party level the dnc uh voted to allow michigan to move up its uh, presidential primary for 2024 so it'll be likely i think we see that come to a floor vote relatively soon
0: is that something that republicans are also getting behind or is this something that is a purely democrat
1: effort It's something I think Republicans could be open to. I haven't had a chance to talk to a lot of Republican members to see exactly what their thoughts are on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if this does get some Republican support.
0: Colin Jackson is the Capitol reporter for the Michigan Public Radio Network. Colin, thank you so much for joining us again here on Mishmash.
1: It's always a pleasure.
0: Thank you again to Colin Jackson from MPRN. Mishmash is produced by WDET, Detroit's NPR station. This episode was produced by myself, Shayna Roth, and the man who always has a backup plan, Hearns Laguerre Jr. Our news director is Jerome Vaughn, and our podcast manager is David Lyons. Our digital team is Dave Kim and Sophia Joswiak, and our podcast interns are Ashley Harris, Patrick Burness, and Jack Philbrandt. As always, if you listen to this podcast and you want to support it, and we really hope you do, you can do so by leaving us a review, or if you really, really, really want to help us out, you can support WDET. Just go to WDET.org give without your contributions. This show and all the other amazing programming on WDET is just not possible. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.